This is the All Formats Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving you fantasy value no matter what format you like to do it in. If you're a single quarterback, super flex, tight end premium, redraft, even your campus of Kenton and Debbie leagues, we got good content for you. We're ready to come in, have some fun, and give you the best abilities to win your leagues year in and year out. Hey, hey, welcome back here for another edition of the All Formats Podcast. Uh, it's finally time for us to continue uh, digging deep into the 2021 rookie class. So you got your boy All Formats and your boy One Man's Opinion over there. Say what's up to the people, David. What's up, guys? Um, if you guys are loyal listeners, all three of you, uh, you'll know that we, we already dropped that quarterback podcast with our special guest. Uh, we're back this week to start getting the breakdown into the running back position. This isn't that deep of a class but it's it's also i think it's a pretty solid class you can find some late round flyers here uh so what we did we're gonna break this up into two podcasts we took uh like 20 21 uh backs we're gonna do half on this podcast and then next week we'll break down the other half now i'll let you know up front we're doing this in alphabetical order this is not a ranking order so when you hear us starting with abram smith he's not our running back one well i'm, I'm hey you never know might be might be uh Davis running back one, but he's not the running back one in the class. When we're done with the pod next week, I will give you my top five out of the class. And I don't know if you'll get one man's opinion on that because he's afraid that there are people drafted in the same leagues with him and he's giving them free information. But that's on him. I like the competition. That's why I just keep winning trophies, even though I give everyone the information that I have. Um, so th- that's how we're going to do it. Um, feel free to, to disagree with us. Uh, tweet at us or even slide into one man's opinion DMs personally and throw him on blast. I can guarantee you guys he's going to be wrong on about half of these. So before we get started, Dave, you want to go ahead and give him a rundown on, on what we're looking at in this running back class? This guy's saying I'm wrong half the time. Get out of here with that, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've uh, watched more than half of these running backs. It's, I wouldn't say it's terrible. It's, it is down from previous years um but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to getting us started getting a lot of a lot of it is going to be a lot of information out there for you guys uh we're going to go uh enough time where we're not going to keep you forever but we're going to probably have to go a little slower than what we have normally done because there's so much information for you to i would take notes grasp um, I know when I we did the quarterback podcast, I was like, do not draft this guy. Do not draft this guy. Um, and I was pretty serious, wasn't joking. Uh, for these guys, I would definitely take notes of all of them. Um, more because um, the later rounds, you're just going to take running backs and hope they, hope they hit, you know, or they may be a fill-in for you, right? That's really all you're looking for with the low hits in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds anyway of draft picks. Um, I also want to point out before we start with the running backs, um, I found I found a, a tweet from, and I'm going to give him credit for it. It's Z Cat Cants. That's K E N T Z F F. I'm not a guy that steals information without giving people credit. Um, it's a summary of elite, what an elite dynasty running back is. And that's what we're looking for, right? No one wants a running back two, running back three. Um, you're not going to be able to sell them. You're, they're going to be stuck in your roster. It's just the way that this is the way the running backs are with uh, in general, with the three to four year shelf life. And um, that's what fantasy running backs are. Um, you, you want running back ones and no one's going to buy your running back two or threes. 
So you want your elite dynasty running back, and that's what we're looking for in this class. Um, to give you a rundown of as far as analytics and metrics, what that normally is, it's normally a day one or day two draft capital. It's early to declare. It's a 30 plus BMI in 210 pounds. It's a 4.5 or better 40 time and a hundred plus speed score. 25 plus receptions in a single season, 120 plus burst score and a thousand yard season in a freshman or sophomore season and 30 plus career touchdowns. All of that will get you a elite dynasty running back. So I would, uh, we're going to give you those numbers as we go over each running back. And I would, uh, to get you your running back one, you're going to really want to pay attention to those numbers. Film is important as too. I'm not just an analytics guy, um, but you should definitely pay attention to these numbers and then look at the film and make the best decision for you. Okay. Okay. I like that. Sounds good. Um, right before we kick off the first one, I, I do want to mention a couple of things also for me, not piggybacking off of that, but just for me personally, when I'm looking at running backs, um, there are a couple of things, obviously, I like the tape, I like the numbers, but you're going to hear me mention a few times in here about pass protection and about running back's age. Uh, and this is from two guys that I follow on Twitter. I, I won't give them credit because they don't like that. But one of them says that, hey, you know, running backs age out quickly. So if you're going to draft a rookie running back and he's already 23, he'll be 24 when the season starts, be careful. So just watch that, uh, how many miles he already has on him. And secondly, the pass protection. Yo, if, if the guy can't pass protect, he's not going to get time on the field in the NFL. I can't get fantasy points from the bench. I cannot. So you don't have to be an offensive lineman. You don't have to be a George Kittle in pass protection. But you do need to be able to throw yourself in front of someone to give your quarterback time. The coach will see that. You'll get playing time, and you'll be on the field getting me fantasy points. So I'll say a, a bunch of those things for a couple of guys. Uh, and, and those are things that are workable, that they can work on. That's what they have coaches for in the NFL. But I did notice a lot of those things in the tape. So I just want to make sure you know when, when I say, hey, this guy's 20 years old, or hey, this guy has a terrible blocking, or he comes off the field in pass protection. That's why uh, I'm mentioning those things. All right, so we're, we're going to kick it off first uh, with the first guy at the top of the list, Abram Smith. Go ahead, David. Uh, th throw some numbers at the people. So first, first of all, your age is the age point that you mentioned is a great point. Remember, shelf life three to four years. Second yeah. contract, you don't want to run it back on a second contract. So Abram Smith is twenty three years old. That's already a red flag. Um, his second contract, you're looking at him being twenty seven. We all know about twenty seven year old running backs. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. Um, can't can't sell him. His mo I texted his mom the other day. Found her on uh, Twitter. She don't even want to buy him. <laughs> so so uh it is what it is there so pay attention to age very important so he's 23 his first red flag he's he's six feet tall he's 213 pounds his bmi score is 28.9 if you remember in the introduction i mentioned 30 plus bmi so that's also already another red flag um his 40 times a 4.59 which is also not a 4.55 or better his speed score is an 88.3. We'd like that to be a little higher. And I also wanted to point out before we, we turn it over to uh, Joe for the film part that he was a linebacker and they moved him to running back. Also, the numbers I'm providing you guys 
uh, you guys can look at playerprofiler.com. That's where these numbers are coming from. It's a free site. You can go there and double check these numbers or check them out for yourself. Okay. I guess I'm good. Um, so piggyback off of that. So uh, you've got a little bit of that. That's a little bit wrong there. He, he, he played linebacker. His first two years in college, he was a running back. Then he played linebacker in 2020, and then he came back to running back position. So, you know, he, he did play them both in college. He, while he is 23 years old, and this is at the top of my notes, in college for four years, counting that one year as a linebacker, he's only had 268 carries. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to call him 23 years old with, like, 21-year-old uh, running back tra trade on his tires because he didn't get, a, like, a full workload. Um, but if you watch the tape, uh, he, he, was a, he had downfield vision, you know, and he was a physical style runner. So, like, he'll go for the contact. He wasn't looking to bounce every play outside. He could. He just wasn't looking for it. And you know those type of Kamara-type players, that they, like CJ Spillers, that they want to get to the outside and be gone. Um, when he does get to the open field or he gets into that second level, I, he'll try to dance, but not as much. Um, he was a terrible blocker. Uh, I, I don't know if they, that's just something that they didn't work on. There, there are a couple of games where it, it wasn't even a whiff block. He didn't attempt to block, and he got his quarterback blown up. So things like that, they were looking for the professional level. I, I see him more of a – not a change of pace. Like, he could he could spot start. He could fill in for a few weeks, especially as a rookie. But if you're going to draft Abram Smith in the first round of, of your, your dynasty league, don't expect too much year one. He's going to need an injury and get a, a, the right draft capital to have a clear path to starting next year. Yeah, I, I, I saw the pass protection issues too. I, I, he definitely will run you over, right? Is a that's kind of what a linebacker like. Uh, and I, and I, I'm glad you clarified that. I, I didn't mean he played linebacker. Yeah, his whole, but he did play. He did switch back and forth a little bit. But you definitely, when you watch his film, you definitely see that linebacker body, um, which kind of is a little, little confusing. And, and that's a lot. Some of these backs are really physical and they're physical runners, but then you do look at their pass blocking and they lose. Yeah. And you're like, what, what's going on here? Um, so I don't, that could be a teaching moment. It, but if that's a teaching moment, as we've seen with previous running backs, they're not going to put you out there for a while. Um, and we want instant running back production. Running back should be able to give you instant production. Yeah. Um, that's also another way you know if you got a running back to hit or not. Is he going to give you that instant production? Um, I just don't know if he's going to get the draft capital. His age um, and his speed and then also the question about pass blocking. I worry about that. Uh, and I'm going to mention this a lot. Um, it may get annoying. You better pray all the running backs and all the wide receivers you like, you better pray they don't go on day three because historically from metrics and analytics and history, they are not going to hit in fantasy. Yeah. You will, you will, you will find every now and then you'll get that, that James Robinson, you'll get that uh, Elijah Mitchell, but don't bank on that. Get your, get these guys, the guys that did that day one and day two draft capital. And then the ones that go day three, you know, you take a fire on them in the sixth round. Maybe San Francisco drafts another running back in the sixth round. Make sure you draft him. Who knows? Yep. So we'll move to Brees Hall, if that's all you had on Abram. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, six feet one, um, 220 pounds. His 40 was a 4.39. His burst score was a 131. And his speed score is 116.9. 
and Iowa State. We probably should mention these schools. Did we mention Abrams? Oh, no, we didn't. Abram was Baylor. Baylor. Abram was Baylor. Reese's uh, Iowa State. I think that's pretty much the analytics that I grabbed. Do you want to start uh, with film? Yeah. So, so this, this is going to be an easy one. If, if you if you're brand new to the podcast, or if you're brand new out of the womb, you've heard the name Brees Hall. Uh, everyone knows him. Like they like him as a top running back in this class. And when I drop those rankings next week, you'll find out. But uh, just watching the tape, uh, he is the second best runner in this class. Not not running back, runner. Um, he's 20 years old. He was a starter as a true freshman. So that tells you something there. He's explosive and patient, which is kind of an oxymoron. These guys, these explosive guys are already just rushing to get to the side. No, no, he'll wait. He'll run inside. He'll run outside. Um, he does rely on his speed to try to get away from people instead of breaking tackles. Don't get me wrong. No one wants contact. But if you think you're going to beat everyone, maybe you can playing at Iowa State. But when you go to the NFL, you're not going to be able to just run away from everyone. So those are some things to work on. He doesn't have the best decision making behind the line of scrimmage. It's one cut or I can get there. But when if you have the patience, which he does have, but hey, as to see the play develop or do you want to try to make the play develop? And that's where I think his decision making falls apart. He should see it develop and try to try to make it develop. Um, he does have 46 catches out of the backfield over three years. So that's upside, you know, in PPR leagues, uh, half point PPR leagues, even if it's a non PPR league, then you get those yardage, you know, a, a running back that can catch the ball means he's a three down back. He's not coming off for a JD McKissick on third down and losing those touches, those valuable touches. He's going to be in two minute offenses. He's going to be on the field. Uh, so Brees Hall, you know, he, he's one of the top tier guys, possibly looking at one of the first running backs taken off the, the board in the NFL draft. So a couple of things I'll add is he is 20 years old. He's the age you want. You want, this is the running back age you, you must have in dynasty 2021, maybe 22 at max. Um, he did go for over a thousand yards in 2020, which is his sophomore season. So that kind of hits the freshman or sophomore season, thousand yards. And he did have over um, 35, uh, 37 receptions this past year so that hits that reception mark and for career touchdowns what do you have sorry he had total of 56 career touchdowns so this this from a film perspective and analytic perspective is a running back that we want uh, if we can have them all come out the wound like this this is what we want yeah oh um, yeah <laughs> um i the spin move from a tape perspective, because I'm not just an analyst guy. I watched the film. It's one of the most impressive spin moves I've seen. And he had a nice jump cut. The problem with him, and me and you kind of talked about him a little bit before. And to the listeners, this is the only running back we kind of talked about before the podcast. He jumps outside too much. Um, I don't know if that's just because he, he knows he has the God-given ability and he's, he, he can get out there, but that's not always going to be the case in NFL where he's going to be able to outrun people. I'd like him to stay a little bit more north and south. Yeah, I agree. And, and that goes back to the decision-making. Like I said, I'm going to jump to the outside. I'm going to make this play happen. You know, a half a second, one second more, your blockers are there and you have a path to the outside. And if you don't get to the outside – yeah, you're you're getting out there right now, and it look and it makes it look good, but it's 
you watch the tape like, yo, if he waits here, he's gone. He's got an extra 10 yards in that run because he waited for these guys to get out there. So that's the decision making that, you know, that comes with coaching, that comes with, with age. You know, he did start as a true freshman. So while, while these kids are up here doing uh, parties and bomb shots, he's, he's out here producing on the football field. So he's got some of that, that maturation, some of that learning to do. And I don't see why he can't get that at the next level, depending. And that's also going to be him going into a situation where that's possible. So, our next guy is uh, Brian uh, Robinson from Alabama. This guy you may not have uh, heard a lot from because, hey, he was Najee Harris was there, right? Um, so he kind of got a, a late start, at least in my opinion. That's uh, he he was kind of under the radar, but he came on this year because Najee was no longer there, and Alabama really didn't have another running back step up. Um, Brian is 22 years old. He's six feet two, 225 pounds. He's 20, uh, his BMI is 28.9, which from a body that kind of surprised me because he looks thick on film. Um, that BMI, well, I was, mm, I was, I was doubting that, but I double checked it a few places and that is his BMI. His 40 yard dash was a 4.53. His speed score was 106.9. And his first score was a hundred and ten point five. He did not run a thousand yards in his freshman sophomore year. Now this will be the one I where I'll tell you I don't buy the analytic piece, and I would not judge that on this because again, as I mentioned when we first started talking about him, he he's not getting played his freshman sophomore year over the Alabama backs that were already there. So this year he had thir- he had uh, th- uh, over a thousand yards. He had a total of thirty one total touchdowns in his career, and he has fifty two receptions total. <laughs> okay, you want to get into the tape? Let, let's get into the tape. So it's, one, it's only one year worth. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing with Brian Robinson. He you mentioned Najee, but we forget he spent four years behind the Harris boys. He spent years behind Damian and Najee Harris. The, the thing with Alabama running backs, is, you know, you, you can just keep listening to them and they just they just keep getting better or or just keep getting that name. TJ Yeldon goes to Derrick Henry and, you know, these guys, uh, these big names, they come up, right? And it's great. So you think Brian Roberts is the next man up. Yo, the tape was not impressive, all right? It, 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 the tape tried to make him look more attractive than he actually is, but it's like if you get to the end of the blind date and you're like, oh, you know what? I just spent this whole time with you, and, and you know what? I'm not really feeling you. Have a good. You're not even going in for the kiss. He's not going to outrun anyone, you know, on the outside or the open field. All right. Yeah, as you said, he's 22. I think he's going to be 23 here soon, or or at least when the season starts. To even have fantasy relevance, he needs day two draft capital. I don't know if he's going to get that. Now, they may draft, cash in on that cachet of, oh, it's the Alabama running back, and he could backdoor in the day, too. I mean, and I'm not going to put him down negative, you know. He's got great hands. Like, last year, he had 32 catches, zero fumbles for the entire season. I mean, that, that's the kind of things you want. But just watching him on tape, this guy is not a, a running back. Like, and this is going to sound weird, I would take my the two running backs that are currently on the roster in Buffalo right now and Devin Singletary and Zach Moss before I would take the Brian Robinson, even though he's younger. I just don't see it, you know, being NFL or even fantasy relevant with, with what he's got coming out there. Now, it's going to change my mind. I've been wrong 113 times before, especially on running backs. But just if I'm saying it right now, he's just not a guy I'm interested in. 
So I thought he ran high a lot. Yes. You know, he didn't get low enough. And that's tough for a big guy to do in general. Um, But the good ones do it, right? They find a way to do it. Regardless of their size, you you get those pads low and you you, you knock somebody over when you make contact, right? Um, You're easy to tackle when you're you're standing up tall, which I think he did a lot. Um, And he's another one that I was like, man, this guy's physical. He looks big, but he's not pass blocking great. So that was a question for me too. I see a rotational back, but again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it with any of these guys do not draft because come the third and fourth rounds, you should most of the dynasty fantasy experts are gonna tell you if it's a one quarterback league, they're gonna tell you to take quarterbacks and tight in the third rounds. Okay, if it's a super flex league, they're gonna tell you in the third, fourth, fifth rounds. Do not take any other position but a running back and hope those running backs hit. And when I mean hit, they're not going to be running back ones. But you're going to have injuries with running backs, and hopefully they're fill-ins. Maybe they turn out to be Elijah Mitchells, and you get a couple games out of them. Uh, but you need that over the course of a season for running back depth. Yes, I agree. Well, and I'm fine. I have my one league where I run a zero running back kit rotation uh, crew. And like a Robinson could fill the roster, taxi squad for a couple of seasons, promoted to the main roster because he's still in the NFL. And if he's a spot starter one week, I need to throw him in. Sure, he's still around, so he must be doing something right. But you know, when I when I say a guy that I don't want, that just means I have a lot of first and second round picks in eleven leagues. A guy that I don't really want is not a guy I'm taking in the first or second round. You know, I, I, I wouldn't even reach for them, like, if I needed a running back. So if I say there's a guy in this one that I don't want, that's what that means. doesn't mean I'm not taking them at 504 or the 412. I, you know, like you said, those are the players you're reaching for and trying to get at those positions. But with multiple firsts and multiple seconds, you know, even early third, I, I don't. I want something that, that I feel more comfortable taking because that's a, a pick where I'm hoping it turns into something. If I got five picks in the first two rounds, I need – three of them to turn into something. If one of them is Brian Robinson, I already know it's probably not going to turn into something. I agree. I agree. So, so. Yeah. All don't, right. don't, don't take him. Don't not take him in the first or second round. No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we know, we know a guy, the same guy that took Trey Sermon last year in the first. Anyway. Okay. Go ahead. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> Who do we got next? CJ Ver- Verdell. And, if I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think this is, was a CTC crush for you, right? Last year. Hey, can we just uh, keep moving on? We'll talk about <laughs> CJ in a minute. <laughs> so CJ's 22. He's 22 years old. He's going to be he's 22.6. So he's going to be 23 by the season starts, I would guess. Yes, he will. I, I, it's in my notes. Yeah. So, it, it, and man, this, 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 you don't want a five foot eight running back. Okay. And, that, and that's what CJ is. And he's 194 pounds. Um, 29.5 BMI. It's not good. He did not. I, I did not. I searched again before we started this. I have not seen a pro day for Oregon yet. I could be wrong, and maybe I'm just. I just missed it. But but he did not run the forty at the combine, so I don't have a speed. He's got a burst score one one hundred nine point two. It's probably from his uh, uh, combine from high school. A lot of, of the site normally does that as well. Um. So he did not have a. He did have. I'm sorry. He did have a thousand yards his freshman and sophomore years. Bear with me for a second here. And then he had, um, wrong player, sorry guys. He had 27 receptions in 2018. 
He did not have more than 14 after that season. So I got some film stuff, but I'll let you start off with that. Oh, you know what? I got all my film notes here, but I feel like I should start by saying one thing. Matter of fact, I might just say this one thing. If you don't like CJ, go to your YouTube or wherever you guys study tape at and watch the 2021 Ohio State game and then come back to talk to me about CJ Verdell. That's a that's a top 10 defense and what he did to them, how he made that Ohio State defense look. No, this is a guy you want. He's a strong runner with burst. He's got a next gear when he gets to that second level and he pulled away fast. He doesn't run away. He pulls away. You see the defender fading away. Okay, that's that's what you want when someone on the second level. If he had come out last year, which I thought he was going to, I would have taken him in the second round over the, the likes of Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard, all those other backs. This is the guy who, when I get to the front half of the second round, I, and, or if I got a 112 and I don't have a second round pick, this guy's coming off the board. Okay, he's Darren Sproles light. He's going to get opportunity in a league that wants speed, that wants scoring, that wants to see things happen. This is a guy that can do it. Yes, he he will be 23 when the season starts. I, I'll give you that. But it doesn't mean he's going to be a platoon back. He's not going to be a three-down back, but he's going to get you enough fantasy numbers where he can be fantasy relevant with another stud. Pair him with an Austin Eckler. Pair, when, when Kareem Hunt gets traded here soon, pair him with a Nick Chubb. Players like that, and he will be fantasy relevant. Um, if you don't, after you're done with the 2021 Ohio State tape, go back to 2019. It's not a one-hit wonder. And check out the game against Washington State. While not a top-tier defense, just look at what he does. Falling forward, lowering his, his head, even at his short stature, just to get those extra yards. The guy's a football player, and you want football players first, and then he's a speedster on top of that. Give me all the CJs you can get. This guy is my Sam Howell of running back in this draft. Could not disagree more. This is your CTC biasy. <laughs> so he's right about going to go watch that Ohio State game, but he's incorrect about Ohio State's defense. Uh, remember, right after this, even before their bowl game, their whole defensive staff was replaced. Their defense was in shambles last year. Their linebackers were atrocious. So I watched that game, and I watched a lot of C.J. Verdell. Um, he's got a lot of film out there. If there are wide open holes, wide open, he is going to run. He is going to take it to the house. No doubt. He's not going to have wide open holes in the NFL. It's it. And I just don't, I don't see it. Um, like I said, I saw a guy when the play was perfectly blocked, he ran it very well. He was decent at pass catching. Um, he struggled if the hole wasn't open though. And, and I just, I don't, I don't see him. He does not get through tackles going north and south. Well, in fact, ran into a lot of them. Um, so, yeah, this is one that we, we will probably, uh, we will definitely obviously disagree on. I would not, I would not for the listeners from, from the, from, from the film and from the analytics, do not take a first or second round pick on this guy. Hey, more for me. So we'll move on to the next guy, uh, Damian Pierce from Florida. And I will say his film I thought was interesting. And anyway, we'll start off with some analytics. He's 22 years old. He's 5'10", five, uh, five, 218 pounds. And just switching to him on my plate, my profile page. 
he's 5'10", again, 5'10", 218 pounds, 31.3 BMI. That's what we're looking for. Um, we're not looking for his age, right? He's 23 years old. That second contract is uh, that that time when it comes around for that second contract is not going to be pretty when you try to sell him. His 40-yard dash is 4.59. Speed score was 98.2. His uh, burst score was 118.2. He did have. He did have. He did not have a thousand-yard season, and he only had a season with 19 receptions. He's only had 25 total touchdowns. So right off the bat, the analytics are not pretty. But I'll let I'll let you go with the film because I did see some film that kind of brought me a, looking at him a little bit. You you can go ahead. Yeah. So I, you're right. Like analytics, they're kind of scary. And what the thing that jumped out at me the most was so this was his first year as a full starter by himself. Last year, he shared time in the backfield with Kadarius Tony. Like he couldn't even beat out Kadarius Tony to to own the backfield. Now I know it's, it's some of the style of offense that Florida runs. But, you know, if you're going to be a RB1 in the league, you need to own your own backfield or at least have an RB1 beside you, a la, what was that, Michael Carter, Javante Williams style. No, no, Canary Tony went to receiver, and this guy finally gets a chance. Uh, you, you watch him run. Like you said, he, his frame, he's built like a power back, you know, like a Ron Dane throwback, uh, but but faster. So, like, he runs downhill, and it's hard, and it's fast. Um if you're looking for a north and south runner in this draft, this is the guy. Head down, bowling ball. Oh, who's the? I know uh, you guys don't like comic book or uh, juggernaut. Like he's just boom. So I'll give him that. When he needs to be shifty, if he has to make a cut, you know, it slows down everything he's doing. It's like his whole brain, like everything goes moving in slow motion, and he's going to get caught. Um, I don't like doing player comps anymore because a, I'm always wrong. But for, <laughs> but two, I like to, you know, people can be their own individual self. He gives me a LeGarrette Blunt vibe, not in a bad way, just just he vibes me like that. And I'm not talking uh, goal line Garrett Blunt. Even when he was still in college and punching catch in the face um, in the college games, that's the kind of LeGarrette Blunt line where he, he, he's a power back and he's likable and you want him to be successful, but you're not sure. So I didn't, I didn't see LeGarrette Blunt. I didn't see that big. Like he, he uh, I saw, and I, and I know it's probably – a coincidence of the number right he's 27 if people uh number 27 <laughs> yeah he i think you know where i'm going a little bit he reminded me of kareem hunt on film i was like am i watching a replica of kareem hunt he he uh costs a lot of missed tackles he can block uh he'll put you on your on your butt man downhill yeah yeah <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to have him come through a blitz pickup and like Roro, you messed up ran into the wrong person today yeah um but he uh he's a tough runner that is able to break tackles as i mentioned and again he, he just he reminded me of kareem this is a creep this is a guy i don't i'm not okay there's only a couple running back I'm not, I don't want to get too, into it too much because I know you're going to do your rankings. I'm undecided, by the way, because I have acquired some more draft capital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, there's only a, there's only a handful of these guys you're going first round with, right? Right. Uh, a lot of these guys uh, are second rounders. 
and uh, he is a guy that I, I would I would highlight. Uh, of course, it's going to determine. Now, don't let it be the only factor. We've mentioned it before. Don't let it be the only factor. But watch that day one and day two uh, draft and see where he goes. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the only thing I don't like about the Kareem Hunt comparison is like Kareem Hunt is fluid switching direction. Pierce can't, he's not fluid. Yeah. You, you yeah. see it's awkward because it's not something he used to. He's used to going down. He's got kinetic energy. It's built up and then he's just ready to go down here. But he doesn't have fluid energy or that fluid movement, which, you know, it's not that he can't do it because, you know, that's something that you can adjust your game. In. And but right now he's, he's built for, you know, run, lift things up and put them down. He just, he wants that. And when he asks to, hey, you know, cut back over here, it's like, well, he gets lost and, and he'll get it. That, I agree. You know, back in the second, third, I can, I can see him sneaking in there, especially with some draft capital. People like him. He's 22 years old. And that's going to be key with your little age thing there. So, all right, look, we're five running backs in. We still got six more to cover. So, you need to pick this up. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, tw he's 20 years old, six feet, uh, six feet, oh, 217 pounds, 29.4 BMI. He had a thousand or a thousand yards of sophomore year. So, he hits that mark. He had 25 rushing touchdowns, a total of 26 touchdowns. And he only his highest reception year was 2019 with 29 receptions. This guy's a lightning rod lately, um, especially after yesterday's pro day where he ran a 4.63. Yikes! Yikes! But I do like, I do like the film, and I, I'll let you go there, and I'll jump in. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll have some more things to say because my film is not all positive. Um, I, I, I think I missed the age, but he will be 21 when the season starts. Um, I said when we did Brees Hall, he was the second best runner in this class, not running back, but runner. Isaiah Spiller is the best runner in this class, not the fastest, not the smoothest. But when you watch the tape, if, if there's a pile going, he's, he's moving the pile. He's, his legs are always churning. I'm going to give him credit for that. that that's, those are those plays that you want to see your running back make, not trying to go down. He's still trying to fight for yardage. He's an instinctive runner. Then he will make people miss in the open field. But I'm telling you, I didn't know if I was watching – a uh, 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 college football game or dancing with the stars when he got the ball at the line of scrimmage because he was trying to tango to do, do whatever it could and just slow down his productivity. He could have, should have been so much better if he took the ball and ran. But he, so many times he took the opportunity to dance. Hey, there were some big plays. There were lots of big plays. But when it is not big plays in college football, but he did so much dancing at the line of scrimmage and he wants that to go to the next level and he wants to go up there and dancing, it's, it's not going to end well for his career. So you mentioned big plays, a guy that me and you follow a lot on Twitter. I won't throw his name out. Uh, he said, I can care less about the big plays in college because on average, the NFL runs are going to be between four and nine yards. Yes. So, yeah, you're, you're right there. So, I, I mean, I, you got to like him with what we got for running backs this year, right? Uh, no, no. Okay. 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 <laughs> You'll, you'll see why when, when we're done with both of these pods, and I'll okay. tell you why. Okay. I mean, I, he was he was decent. I'm not going to say he was great, but uh, there, there's not a few great running backs in this class. I was, we'll, we'll move on, though. I know we're kind of – you need to speed up a little bit here. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, you got nothing else on the state. I'm just saying, like – So, uh, I mean, I, I, I like the way he ran. I, I, th I thought he had – I thought he has good patience and vision. His vision is, is pretty good with patience. 
Oh, yeah. Um, so I like that. I like him. I'm, I'm not going to say he's my number one overall running back, right? I'm not saying that. Um, but I, I'm just saying I'm almost, I know you're done with all the running backs. I got like four more. And I'll, you know, he's top five at least because I'm not putting anybody else that's outside top five over him. Okay. I can see it. So, uh, James Cook uh, uh, and Texas A&M for Isaiah Spiller. I apologize for not naming the schools. James Cook, uh, Georgia, 22 years old, 5'11", 199 pounds, BMI 27.8. His 40-yard dash was a, a 4.42. Speed score was 104, 104.3. 118.1 is his burst score. And he had... He did not have a thousand yards rushing at all it, for any of his years. And he only had his total max was 27 receptions and he has 20 total touchdowns. You can jump into the film. Yeah. So um, I know you said 22, he around week four in NFL, he will be turning 23. Uh, so that's also going to be a, a factor in it. Um, you remember back when we used to play uh, NCAA college football on the Xbox back in the day? And you would do your own little dynasty thing, and you'd go to the high school and recruit, and you wanted a quarterback or a receiver, and it just said athlete. That's what James Cook is. He's an athlete. Yeah, they, he's listed as a running back. I don't know if they're going to – no one's going to try and change his position. But he, what he really is is an athlete. You get him on the field, things happen. Um, last year, what, he, he started three games in the whole season. Yeah, he played in every game, but he only started three. He had seven rushing touchdowns and four receiving touchdowns. Okay, with 25 catches, and that's just starting three games and rotating through. I mean, he he's, he is going to be the ultimate third down scat back for in the climate that the NFL is today. All right, he makes linebackers look silly. You know, when he comes out of the backfield, he's still got plenty of tread left on the tire, even at, at, at being 23 here at, at week four. And the way the league is shaped right now and the direction it's going, there's going to be a role for him. I, I like him. I'm not saying draft him over Isaiah Spiller. But James Cook is a guy that you should be eyeing to get before your other guys in your league try taking him in the middle of the third. You might have to take him in the beginning of the third just because there's going to be a role for a player like James Cook in the way the NFL is run right now. So he's not his brother. Let's That's probably what we should have started with, right? Uh, see, no, they don't even know who Dalvin Cook is. <laughs> he's not Dalvin Cook, okay? He's a smaller, he's a smaller guy. He is – a third down back strictly for me, third down. You can put him out wide as a wide receiver. He is a PPR running back. He does have a role. I think he does have a slight fantasy slash dynasty role. I don't know about dynasty because I don't know how much value he's going to have. He's probably more fantasy versus dynasty. I'm sorry. Hold on. Didn't he just win a, a dynasty league with J.D. McKissick? So I was going to go there. Okay. Just <laughs> so, so, so that, that, that is what I see here. I see JD McKissick. And that's what I mean is he was a value. He'll have dynasty value to your team, but again, with running backs, you got, they got to have value for you to move. Cause you can't just keep them on their roster. A guy told me this week, he rejected my trade. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say names. He rejected a trade. So I don't want this running back stuck on my team. Probably shouldn't play Dynasty because <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna you're gonna have running backs that you're gonna have it with Aaron Jones. No one's gonna buy Aaron Jones in the league that you have. 
Yeah. You're going to be stuck with Aaron Jones. It happens. Yeah. So, but we don't want too many of those, right? Right. So you don't want a PPR running back um, like this. I, I'm not going to say too long. Draft him. I think he's going to give you three years of high production PPR. I, he is somebody I want. Because uh, like I said, man, put him on Kansas City. <laughs> Everybody know I'm Chiefs fans. Let's draft him quick. <laughs> and third round, I will, I will take Cook. And that offense, especially because we don't have that Tyreek right, Tyreek Hill speed anymore. And he's well, hey, hold on. You draft him to the Chiefs. Remember, we had a guy in our, our one league that took the Chiefs guy at 1-1. So James Cook might go 1-1. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. I don't know if he's a listener or not, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And again, the analytics are not good. You're not drafting this guy for analytics, but put his film on, man. He he is uh, – and, and I think people are probably – we got to be a little careful because I don't want people – I think people got a little uh, carried away with my – quarterback uh with from liberty thinking i was one i'm not he's i didn't say he's definitely one one right i, I like him but i'm not in love with him yeah i'm not yeah. in love i'm not in love with james cook yeah. i like him and i would definitely have him down as someone that you should look to look to take if the value if the value is right in the draft yeah and, and that's another thing before we get to this, this next guy that's what the all formats are back about you broke it out earlier about you know everyone wants that rb1 for dynasty and what that means but we're also giving you, hey, if you are a guy that does zero running backs and you have these, you have Naheem Hines, J.D. McKissick, and A.J. Dillon all in your roster, you need to draft a James Cook. Those are the players you keep rotating in. If you you have studs that are starting to age, you need a James Cook. That way, when he blows up, you can move him for some capital to get your next round of studs. That's what we're giving you all this information for. You know when and where to draft these guys and how they can either be used on your roster or used to make moves to make your team better. Uh, Jay Sean Corbin, Florida State, six feet exactly, 220 pounds, 21 years old. He had 1,000 yards his sophomore year, 29 reception his freshman year. His most rushing touchdowns was 10 in his, his, his freshman year. His combine BMI was 29.1. He did not run the 40 at the combine. That's, that's pretty much it for analytics. Yeah, so – I'm not going to do too much tape on him simply because, and I'll be quite honest with you guys, this is my number one sleeper in this draft. Um, he's not my number two rank running back or anything like that. Ain't my RB1 in this class. He's my number one sleeper. This is a guy I'm going to try and get everywhere. If I don't get CJ, I'm getting Jay Sean. I want, I want both shares of them. Um, I'm afraid that people will see, and I'm not calling him Cam Akers. Listen to me. I am not calling him Cam Akers. He ran behind that same garbage offensive lineman. And this was after he came to Florida State, Jimbo left. He went with Jimbo to AM, had an injury, came back to Florida State in 2020. So, you know, he's been around the block. Like you said, he is only 21, uh, uh, but he doesn't have a lot of miles on him. And even playing behind that offensive line, you saw the downhill running. You saw the explosion. All right. And when he found holes and broke off some chunk plays, they were chunk plays. All right. Not yes. We know we know chunk plays don't tra translate, but they also give you a good barometer of what type of talent that's there. He, he'll be a good change of pace back in NFL, possibly even morphing into a starter. Um, he might get some day two draft capital, which will boost him up fantasy boards. I'm hoping that he falls to me everywhere in the fourth or later, uh, strictly because you know he's a Florida State running back and he has bad numbers. But don't sleep on Deshaun Corbin. Uh, make sure he's in the top five in your ranking and make sure that if you're picking in the back of the third, you get him before someone else does. I really like this kid. And when you put on the tape and you don't, when you put on his tape, don't watch him run, watch the offensive line and then go look at his numbers following that offensive line. And you'll see what I mean.
So this was the first running back I absolutely hated watching on film. But I knew because we've done some mocks that you were going there with him. (laughs) (laughs) So so he's a guy that, again, like C.J. Verdell, if he has a wide open lane, he's going to take it to the house. Uh, if you go watch the go watch the Notre Dame film this year of a screen pass, and it was a lot of miss miss tackles that helped him take it to the house. But if he does not have that hole, he's going to run right into those defenders for a tackle. And he just kept doing it over and over and over again. He was not good at pass blocking. I don't think he gets on the field because he can't pass. He cannot pass block. Um, it's, it's hard to pass, Mark, when the linemen aren't even. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. Again, and like I said, that was the only thing that I saw impressive was, was now CJ Verdell even showed some more impressive stuff. It's just Corbin, you, he needed the wide open. The play has to be, you got to be careful watching film on running backs that you see that they have to be perfectly blocked in order for them to take it and do anything with it. Because they're not going to get that in the NFL. Hey, can we get in some more leagues together so I can get all the CJ and Jay Sean <laughs> everywhere? I think, I, I, I think I think this is a lot of your 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 CTC love for CJ and your Florida State love. <laughs> nah. for, no, uh, I, I like Jay Sean because he left to go to A and M when when Jimbo left. I had a problem with him. He came back. I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, so, anyways, all right, so let's, all right. let's, let's, let's be let's be careful though. You're saying you like him, but. You, you're not saying first or second round, though, right? Let's let's clarify that. Right, yeah. So Jay Sean and CJ, these these are my two guys that I'm targeting uh, in the mid to late third and beyond. Um, I would take CJ in the top of the third. Um, I'll be honest. I'm, if I have the, the, the two ten or later, I might take them in the second because I want to make sure I have him rostered uh, in some leagues. So yeah, that's that's where I think they're going to fall. At. That's, Draft capital could push them up, and I might have to. You, I might have to reach for them, or I might have to say, "Hey, I'm not paying that price." Gotcha, Jerome Ford, you know, University of Cincinnati, 22 years old. He's five feet eleven, 220 pounds. He did his 40 and a 4.46. His speed score is 106.1. His first score is 111.7. If I, I, I apologize if I'm repeating this, but his BMI was 29.7 and let you take the film from there okay i don't even know if i really um so hold on hold up sorry did not run a thousand yards his freshman or sophomore year he is a transfer from alabama and i can't recall if he did that one of those years and 19 touchdowns in 21 his most receptions this year is what is also uh uh was 21 receptions all right go ahead yeah he could he did not do that alabama i'm gonna tell you that now he will be 23 when the season starts and yeah. I, that's why I have my notes here. He started a career at Alabama and he transferred to Cincinnati. So we know uh, the Miami Dolphins have, uh, they, they signed two running backs, right? Uh, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. They but did. La- last year they drafted Gerard Dokes, right? Stay away from that backfield, by the way. Okay, yeah. But Gerard Dokes came from Cincinnati. This kid, Gerard Ford, couldn't even beat up Gerard Dokes last year. And you want me to draft him now? No, 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 no. This guy is a is a classic college running back. He's not an NFL running back. Uh, I would give you no positive. I saw on a tape. You know, he has average vision. Uh, he does. He he exercises a lot more patience than these other guys, probably because he's older than the rest of them. Whatever. He's not a great. He's not a good blocker. He's not a good receiver. 
this guy's the biggest question mark on tape that I've that I've watched this year. And I it's not a do not draft. Again, I'm not gonna use those words anymore, but I, I just don't know if he's an NFL running back. And if you're not beating out Gerard Dokes at, at Cincinnati, uh, I, I don't know if you're beating out Gerard Dokes on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it's got you got practice squad player written all over him. So uh, uh, yeah, the tape just it, it, it's uninspiring to say the least. I agree. I agree. Uh, but to be honest with you, these last few backs were kind of the same way. Um, but yeah, I agree. Jerome Ford, he's probably, I mean, he's at worst a running back. I mean, I think he's at best a running back four. Um, but again, it, depending on what team he goes to in the third, fourth, fifth round, if he could possibly be the running back two or running back three, I would take him. I, I, I'll tell you this. I would draft uh, the tight end five in this draft before I would draft Jerome Ford in fantasy. Is there tight end? Is there five tight ends? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find one. <laughs> we got to so, go. With, yeah. All right. Yeah. Keontae, Keontae Ingram, USC, six feet, oh, 216 pounds. And he did not have a thousand yards his sophomore his freshman all sophomore year he did transfer uh to from texas to usc his bmi is 30 30.0 his 40 yard dash was a 4.53 speed score 105 burst score 119 you can go here but i didn't man this 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 was another tough one tough to watch his if i i hope i I think you didn't mention his name 22 right yeah yeah so tell me if you saw the same thing i saw then uh, watch. I, I think I watched three, three games. I, I, I should have listed those games. There were so many times where first contact with him was made behind the line of scrimmage because he didn't take the ball and go. Like I'm not saying he was tackled behind the line of scrimmage, but I don't want to say that he's not a bad runner. But the first contact was made. He's like, he's like, oh, do I go here? And then now, now the guy's on him. Now he has to make decisions. Yo, he's quick and he's elusive. Get the ball and start moving forward. But he's trying to move side to side. He he takes a step back. Not intentionally, but like if he sees someone coming to try and, and, and fix his vision. But it's like so many times the, the linebackers and the linemen, they're in there back, pushing back and he's getting contact made back there. That's not going to translate to the next level. When, if, 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 if TJ Watt gets a hand on you in the backfield, you, you're going to go down, bro. So start moving forward once you get the ball. I, I didn't like that. It's a coachable thing. And I'm sure he can get better at that because he's got speed. He, he doesn't have speed. I'm sorry. He has quickness. And that's, that's different than speed. Uh, he's a reliable receiving option. He's got solid hands out of the backfield, but it's too many times. Like I, I don't, I'd rather throw him the ball than hand him the ball. At least when I throw him, he's already at the line of scrimmage or beyond, and he, when someone makes contact, he's already got one or two yards. If I'm handing it off to him, you could go anywhere from a five-yard loss to a six-yard gain, and and that's scary. So I didn't even think he was a good pass catcher. There was a film film he was had a wide open touchdown, and he dropped it in the end zone. He was wide open. So, and that was, I mean, that's just one, but I also saw ball security. You don't want to run it back to fumbles. It's just not going to, they're not going to play. Um, uh, how many times did Jonathan Taylor fumble in college? Wasn't that his not coming out? It was, it was. See, for me, those things so, are coachable. No, I understand what you're saying. I just like that one, I'm not going to risk like that because that's something that can be caged. So, Jonathan Taylor had a lot better film than this guy. <laughs> what are we doing here? 
I'm just comparing. Yeah, okay, did you, you're did, right. you dra- did you draft this guy C two C two? You know what, mate? <laughs> anyway, stop it. Oh man, this guy. This is another film that I I hated to watch, and 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 I don't. Maybe it was part of my USC rival with Notre Dame, right? Maybe, but I, I doubt it. But please go double check me and watch his film. I I he's a fourth fifth round guy. We don't have to spend too much time here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kennedy, and the, yeah, yep. the last one for this one. Go ahead. Kennedy Brooks, 23 years old, 5 feet 11, 209 pounds, 29.1 BMI. 40-yard dash was 4.59. His speed score was 94.2. His burst score was 112.7. And he did have a 1,000 yards pretty much all three years that he was at Oklahoma. He did have 31 rushing touchdowns. His receivings was not low. He only he had the highest he had in catches were 10. This year he had a low of nine and he had no receiving touchdowns. So that's something we probably should have emphasized a little bit more as we're moving forward here. Yeah. You want a you run a running back. I know I mentioned it in, in the beginning with 30 uh with the 25 plus receptions. You don't want a running back who can't catch the ball because that running back's not gonna be a dynamic running back for you because he's not on the field all three downs. Yep. Um, with Kennedy Brooks, uh, of these 11 that we talked about today, he is the oldest of them. He will be 24 in October. Um, he does have pretty good footwork. Uh, some of the best footwork in this draft. So I'll give him that, you know, his balance and size seven in the open field, just, just watch him. But when you do watch it, note his speed. This guy, it's, he runs at one speed. There's no explosion. There's no slowdown. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just one speed consistently. And I don't know how that translates. Like, it's not like he can hit to the second level and you're going to see him try to pull away. He's going to get to the second level and he's still going to be running that same speed. And it's just like, it's like, you don't know what you're going to get. Did he do a thousand yards three years in a row at Oklahoma? Sure. But like, how long did it take him to get there? Uh, and it's blocking. It's just he has some of the worst blocking techniques in the, of these first eleven. Not of the entire class. And wait till we get to the back half of the next ten, and we're going to talk about. It, and I'll tell you who's the worst blocker. But Kennedy Brooks, he just he, there was nothing eye opening. He is very mediocre. So that from the film I watched it, it looked very robotic. Ro- and I'm not saying that right, but robotic. Yeah. It looked very ro- like robots, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it just you're right about. I actually thought some of the robotic move was slow, right? I, I was yeah. like, man, this guy looks slow. Um, I don't see anything fantasy here. This yeah. this one this one is pretty close. I, I I'm not gonna say it, but out of all these backs that I would say, and we've said several times, third, fourth, fifth rounds, take them. Uh, do that do this guy last <laughs> oh uh, of yeah. these first 11 i'm taking kennedy brooks over to Rome board <laughs> i'm sorry uh, can i go I'm, yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i can't i, I, I can't <laughs> yeah yeah so. okay all right hey so that wraps up this uh uh rb podcast one we, we knocked out the first 11 on our list with abram smith Brees hall brian robinson cj verdell damian pierce uh, your boy Isaiah Spiller, James Cook, or Little Dalvin, uh, Jayshon Corbin, Jerome Ford, <laughs> uh, Keontae Ingram, and Kennedy Brooks. Um, make sure uh, you guys listen, get some notes on those, and then come back uh, as next week we 
round out our last 10 running backs we want to go through. Kenneth Walker, Kevin Harris, Kyron Williams, uh, if he's done running his 40 by then, uh, Max Borhe, Pierre Strong, uh, Rashard White, Tyler Algier, Algier, I don't know if that's pronounced right from BYU, Tyler Batty, Zamir White, and Donovan Knight. Um, if there's any other runbacks you guys feel we need to get into, go ahead and slide into those uh, uh, DMs uh, at all underscore formats and at the wise opinion one. Did I get that right? You got it right. Can I on, add? On I Twitter? Just, yeah, go I ahead. Just, I like the second group of running backs a little bit better than the first group. Uh, I do, except for Max, and but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> what? What do you mean? CMC, man. You love some CMC. See, we're done. Uh, so. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for uh, listening to us. Babble the one about running back. Uh, do me a favor. If you do listen to this podcast, if you are in any leagues with me, do not draft Jay Sean Corbin or TJ Verdell. Leave them for me. You don't like them anyway. Just let me have them and then let me continue to win and dominate in the league like I always do. All right. Uh, so it'll be it'll be a pleasure seeing them get stuck on your roster. <laughs> or like like all my Denzel Mim shares that I'm finally starting to cut. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right, yeah, this was good. Um, any uh, parting thoughts there? No, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. sorry, we apologize. It's probably long, but it, these running backs and even wide receivers, I'm, we're, we probably should be honest. Some of these, these podcasts, there's a lot to go over. A lot of players, they're it's gonna run, they're gonna run a little long. Yeah, so stick with us. You trust me, you're gonna get some good information, some good laughs, and most of all, you're gonna get some guys that you need to stay away from so I can draft them. Um, all right, until next time, guys. Uh, have a good one. And we can't wait to hear from you uh, later. Peace out.